8 a.m. exam crams are what we do at the beach. So is riding the bus for free. Long Beach Transit is offering free rides to campus, work, and home to start the semester off. Save on parking and make the bus part of your routine. Visit ridelbt.com students for schedules and route information. This is Beach Weekly. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 8 of Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State's student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. I'm your host, Leigh Madrigal. Let's get right into this week's news, starting with what's happening on campus. The Center for Equitable Higher Education launched a state-funded program in 2020 called the Rapid Rehousing Program that works to reduce homelessness among CSU students. The committee held a webinar last Thursday to present an evaluation of the program's first three years. They discussed what they have learned thus far and what can be improved about the program. The Rapid Rehousing Program takes students out of homelessness by providing short-term rental assistance or emergency beds before helping them find permanent housing. Those in need are assigned to a caseworker who assists them in their transition to permanent housing. Students who apply must be employed or actively seeking employment as there is an immediate expectation that they will be paying their portion of the rent for the permanent housing they end up receiving. A 2018 study found that around 11% of CSU students had been homeless at some point during the year prior. Between 2020 and 2022, 57 Long Beach State students applied for the rehousing program. To get more information on assistance programs, students can visit the Student Basic Needs Center on the first floor of the Student Union. The intense storms we've been seeing over the last few months have had some serious impacts on the Long Beach State campus. The Shark Lab, a research group that studies white sharks, has lost $76,000 worth of equipment due to the storms, and these huge losses put the future of the lab at risk. Shark trackers stationed out in Santa Barbara, Coronado, and Del Mar were damaged physically as well as internally. The Shark Lab is working on getting more funding so it can continue to operate. The research group provides a lot of data and research on nearby sharks that cities like Santa Monica and Huntington Beach rely on to maintain safety at public beaches. If the lab were to cease operations, there would be consequences for the entire Southern California coast. During these same storms, the Walter Pyramid also experienced damage. A leak in the pyramid's roof is expected to cost $55 million to repair. The pyramid cost $22 million to build initially, and these repairs will cost more than double that. The pyramid was built in 1994 and is coming up on its 30th anniversary, so a lot of its original building systems are worn down. Since 2018, the university has spent over $600,000 on repairs for the roof and plans to continue repairs to eliminate leaks over the next few months. That covers this week's campus news. Now here's what's going on all around the country. The governor of Tennessee recently signed a bill that bans drag shows in public spaces. The new law is supposed to work in an effort to, quote, protect kids and families and parents who want to be able to take their kids into public spaces. The language used to define the bill was very broad, describing drag performers as, quote, male or female impersonators. Some think that this ambiguous phrasing is meant to target a larger part of the LGBT community than just drag performers. 
Usually, new laws in the state go into effect on July 1st, but this one was amended to go into effect as early as April 1st, coincidentally, right before Pride Month in June, when outdoor Pride activities are held outside because of summer heat. On January 6th of this year, a six-year-old boy in Virginia used his mother's handgun to shoot his teacher as she sat at a reading table in their classroom. A single shot was fired, sending a bullet through the teacher's hand and into her chest. She spent two weeks at the hospital with life-threatening injuries. A common law principle known as the infancy defense says that children under the age of seven cannot be prosecuted because they are not capable of having criminal intent. So, authorities have determined that the child will not be facing criminal charges for the incident, but have yet to decide if any adults will be held accountable. Before being shot, the teacher had suspicions that the child was carrying a weapon, so she alerted school administrators. The administrators failed to act after these warnings, and this led to a near-fatal shooting. This entire situation is an example of why some are pushing that gun restrictions in America need to be seriously reconsidered. Moving on to international news, four Americans from South Carolina were kidnapped when they accidentally got caught up in cartel violence in Mexico. The group was visiting Mexico to get cosmetic procedures done at a cheaper price than they would be in America. But just two hours after they had entered Mexico, they found themselves right in the middle of rival cartel gunfire. Two of the four Americans were killed in this gunfire. Cartel members then moved all four Americans into another vehicle and drove them to unknown locations over the span of a few days. A friend of the group reported them missing after not being able to contact them for a few hours. The FBI was able to find the Americans in an outskirts city after tracking them through a video of the shooting posted to social media where four people matching their descriptions were seen in the background. The two who survived the violence were brought back to the U.S. and are recovering in a hospital in Texas. The bodies of the two who were killed were also returned to the states. The cartel at fault sent a letter of apology to everyone affected, but the Americans who will forever be disturbed by this experience do not accept the apology. Until recently, Ukraine's air force had succeeded in defending against most missiles that Russia sends to the country's civilian centers. But now, Russia is sending much stronger hypersonic missiles that are nearly unstoppable. These hypersonic missiles are a relatively new type of weapon that are four times the speed of sound and can maneuver to evade being shot down. These stronger missiles are a real game changer to this war in Ukraine. And so far, the missiles have caused at least six civilian deaths in the western region of Ukraine. Ukrainians can only expect more to be launched into their civilian centers. And to wrap up, let's take a look at some headlines. If you listened last week, you may remember our story about a Long Beach aerospace company looking to launch the world's first 3D-printed rocket into space. While the company's original rocket launch was planned for Wednesday, March 8th, it won't actually happen for another few days. The company said that the liquid natural gas used as fuel for the rocket was not reaching the right concentration to be used for takeoff, so they will wait to launch the rocket until conditions are perfect. A man from Huntington Beach has set the new world record for the most consecutive visits to Disneyland. He went to the park every day for 2,995 days straight, which translates to 8 years, 3 months, and 16 days. 
His streak ended when the park closed due to the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beach Weekly. And a special thank you to our editor, Andy Nguyen, and our producers, Leila Nunez and Isabel Silagi. As always, if you want to read up on some of the stories covered today, along with much more, you can head over to our website, daily49er.com. And to make sure you're up to date with everything that happens on the Long Beach State Campus, you can follow our socials at Daily49er. We appreciate you listening, and you'll hear from me again next week.